The time now, quarter past 11. Now, a new national survey reveals that South Africans read more than we think. Yes, 83% of South Africans read in some way, whether for pleasure, to learn new things or to communicate with others. And about 32% read books regularly. But they still face significant challenges accessing reading material, especially in African languages. And most children are growing up without any children's books at home. Now joining me on the line is uh, Dr. Gabrielle Kelly, also known as Gabby, and uh, she is uh, the Head of Research, Impact and Innovation at the Nala Nali Bali. A very good morning to you, Dr. Kelly. Uh, morning. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, thank you so much for your time here today at Holderberg FM. Now tell me, Dr. Kelly, um, may I call you Gabby? Yes, please. Fantastic. Okay, so Gavi, South Africans read more than we think, but uh, the reality is that there are still not enough books to read, according to this survey. Tell us more about the key findings of this 2023 National Reading Survey. Um, so um, the, you know, the National Reading Survey is um, a survey that um, was originally um, started in 2006 and has been done uh, twice before. And Malibali and the National Library of South Africa took over it in 2023. Um, and, and the idea of it is to is to be tracking um, how much people read, out of motivation to reading, access to reading, etc. And, mm-hmm. and in this particular version of the survey, we try to reframe um, reading behavior, not just as somebody that's reading long novels on the beach or something like that, but more um, looking at reading um, in the, the different kind of context um, that people read it. So mm-hmm. defining reading more broadly to involve you know, uh, reading um, for, for work, reading for understanding, and some of the things that you mentioned. Um, and, and yeah, what we found that if we consider reading more broadly, there are a Three percent of people that are actually reading, mm-hmm. um, but um, as you uh, you know, actually uh, uh, recognised, um, there, yes. there is a huge shortage of books um, in, in African languages, particularly less widely spoken um, African languages. So, although people are interested in reading in home language, um, there isn't always that availability of books. Of books. Um, and also, um, uh, because Nali Bali is a, a, an organization focused on um, children's literacy, we also looked at reading with children. And um, I think one of the most important um, takeaways there was that 93% of people um, recognize that um, reading with children um, is really important, mm-hmm. um, but only about 52% of people actually do read with children. Yes. Um, part, part of that is, is, is time constraints, resource constraints, um, and and a big challenge around um, materials. So, so only about um, uh, uh, two, uh, well, two-thirds of, yes. um, of, of homes don't have any children's books, mm-hmm. any picture books, um, by, you know, almost a third didn't even have a book by the age of five. So that, you know, that was a really important finding that shows that whilst people understand it's important, mm-hmm. there are big barriers in terms of actually getting children to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think another key one to mention is that um, library access is quite constraining. Um, so, you know, only about 60% of people um, have access to 
um, community library, well, 58% more specifically, but it's very unequal. So whilst, you know, a very high number of percentage mm-hmm. have access in the Western Cape, only about 20% of people in the Eastern Cape have access. Um, and and then people are also using libraries mainly um, for uh, for study spaces or attending events, and and a very um, only 17% of adults are actually using library spaces to read, and only 8% are borrowing books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, we there's also kind of this showed um, especially important for the national libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do we get people to get library cards? How do we get people to understand that they can borrow books? This is how the process works, and to become more active in actually utilizing. Um, yes. Uh, utilizing the, um, the the findings, so we also have findings on digital reading and languages, and we can talk to that um, a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, okay. But I just also wanted to mention that at the um, the same time as we uh, as launching the survey, we also um, developed a barometer um, of many of secondary data, but also which included the National Reading Survey data, which tracks the health of the ecosystem or the reading ecosystem. So looking at kind of institutional frameworks looking at reading motivation um, and um, and other factors that to look at you know how what is the health of, of, of the ecosystem and, and what what factors enable or constrain people from reading um, yes. so that's also something um, which is really important and, and it showed that there are a lot of blockages within policies within funding mechanisms mm-hmm. um, uh, within um, kind of other frameworks that that are that are holding us back, um, including kind of the very poor literacy statistics mm-hmm. um, that have been coming out um, in, in studies like the Pearl study, which showed that 81% of grade fours can't read for meaning. Yes. Now, thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. Gabby. Now, I also want to ask you, the survey revealed that approximately 63% of homes do not have the single fiction or non-fiction. Can you maybe just shed some light on what are some of the reasons behind the lack of, uh, of the access to these reading materials? I think they're twofold. Um, it's a lack of um, kind of resources to purchase books. Okay. Um, books are expensive, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, and then also um, you know libraries aren't always um, uh, within uh, easy uh, accessibility um, or have the kind of resources that people are interested in reading, um, which which means that people aren't bringing books into their homes from libraries either. So um, you know the the access to books. Um, and availability of books in homes is, is very much um, uh, divided along kind of socioeconomic um, uh, aspects. But yes. we did also find that um, there are readers everywhere in mm-hmm. all contexts, rural and urban and rich and poor and across language groups and racial groups. So readers are everywhere, um, but it is much harder for like a, somebody who's a, a dedicated reader to, to access um, books, uh, you know, from the library and held back by that. But yeah, a big, big factor um, really is, is, I think, is financial and just also mm-hmm. the lack of availability of, um, of of books in the languages that people would prefer to read in. So yes. just find that people people who are less um, avid readers um, prefer to read in their home language, presumably because they're more, more comfortable with that. And there, there isn't a lot of material being published um, in African languages, either for children or for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's kind of contextually relevant or exciting. You know, if, if you want people to read, buy books, borrow books, they need to 
be interesting, appealing yes. and accessible. And, and so that's, that's another barrier that exists. Absolutely. Now, this is Haldeberg FM 93.6, if you've just tuned in. And uh, currently, I'm chatting to Dr. Gabrielle Kelly, also known as Gabby. She is the head of research impact and innovation at the Nali Bali. Now, uh, I have to ask you, Gabby, tell me, what are some of the recommendations for, uh, you know, just increasing access to reading materials and to promote reading with children in South Africa? Sure. So, so there, there, there are many components um, to to the recommendations, but um, I think really important are kind of like large scale campaigns to get um, just even just a few books into into homes. And mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, from the Nali Bali perspective, um, it's it's really about developing a culture of reading um, and love of reading and and fostering reading to children from a young age, so that people become interested in reading and pursue books. Um, and, and and want to acquire them um, using schools as spaces to um, where, where people can borrow books from, mm-hmm. strengthening you know school libraries as well as community libraries, um, making more kind of free and low cost reading materials available at you know easily yes. accessible accessible pickup points, um, and and yeah making it a little bit uh, easier for for libraries to procure um, uh, reading materials um, so that they is fresh, exciting um, stuff available. And then also, yeah, digital reading is, is another form of, of reading where you know, people can increase access, but we need to reduce the data costs. And we, South Africa has extremely expensive data costs relative to, to, to many other countries in the world. Yes, um, and and uh, you know if people were able to access um, books more easily online or materials online, um, that that would that would really open up the space for um, for people to to read more, um, and and. Uh, yeah, also using kind of, you know, we found interestingly that social media and um, and book reading are not, um, do not necessarily work against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that are reading the most were also, um, you, you know, reading online and re- yes. using social media the most. Um, uh, but, but using social media to then also promote reading as a culture and, you know, make yes. people understand that books are exciting and um, and open up conversations about why we need more books. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and then and then lastly, I would say that it's incentivizing the publishers to, um, to publish more materials in African language. There's a bit of a supply and demand challenge um, and, uh, you know, there, there isn't enough supply uh, because of a perceived lack of demand. Um, but often people that wanting to spend uh, to buy in African languages maybe can't afford to buy books. So there's a there, there is a need for um, some kind of subsidisation um, to to get more um, African language books available at lower costs. Yes. Um, and also, yeah, if it's like reducing VAT on mm-hmm. um, or removing VAT on books um, to reduce their cost. So it's a lot of recommendations. And our hello. Yes, I'm here. And our um, yeah, sorry. And our. our Report speaks to that. Um, there's a summary report online, um, but but yeah, they, they, there is a lot to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. um, both in terms of civil society and then government in terms of the kind of policies they create and promote. Well, Gavi, thank you so much for sharing all that information with us. Uh, in closing, I'd like to ask you if anybody would like to visit your website or uh, just you know find you on social media platforms. Could you please share those details with us? Um, our website is uh, readingbarometersa.com. 
um, O-R-G, mm-hmm. um, all one word. Um, and then um, on, yeah, if you if you visit there, all of the kind of the links to the socials um, are off, off, off on that website. But you you could also on Instagram, it's Reading Barometer SA yes. as well, um, and also on Facebook. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today, Gabby. We really appreciate your time and have a great day further. Okay. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Bye. And that was uh, Dr. Gabrielle Kelly, also known as Gabby, the head of research, impact and innovation at the Nal Ibali. That's the Nal Ibali. Now, just uh, if you'd like to visit their website, I'll give you that link. It's www.readingbarometers. Uh, that's uh, readingbarometersa.org. The website again, www.readingbarometersa.org.